We are in a perfect storm when it comes to individual disability insurance. There has never been a better time to be offering disability insurance solutions to your clients. Consider that there are an unlimited amount of prospects. There is virtually no competition. Products are better than ever, and compensation is at an all-time high. Doesn't that sound like a business opportunity in which you want to be involved? But there is no easy button to push. You still have to put in the work to have conversations with prospects and clients about the importance of protecting their income and their business. The DI Guys Podcast was created to share the best ideas, strategies, and concepts so you can have these conversations to help you exponentially grow your DI sales. While they may have lost their hair, they have not lost their minds. Here are the DI Guys, Chris Carlson and Mike Cogdo. This is Chris Carlson, and welcome to this episode of the DI Guys podcast. We hope you had the opportunity to join us for the 2020 DI Summit. It was an amazing event with great presentations. In this episode, we want to replay Mike Cogdell's presentation. Mike shared some great ideas, and we hope you enjoy the replay. So with that, what I want to do is I want to introduce uh, my good friend and co-host, Mike Cogdell. I've known Mike for 33 years. I met him even before he started in the insurance business. And so we're really excited to have him today. Over the last five to 10 years, Mike has probably presented to more agents and advisors than anybody else in this industry. You, if you've seen him, you know his passion, you know his enthusiasm, you know his knowledge, and he's gonna give us some great sales ideas. So Mike, without buttering you up too much, I'd like to turn it over to you and let you take it away. Chris, good morning and thank you. Uh, and again, everybody that's joined this morning, thank you. This is the first virtual summit uh, for good reason, obviously, and we won't go into great dissertation about that this morning. Um, the other thing that I need to tell everybody is I'm not going to show you what I have on below my waist. So we'll start the day there, and I'm sure many of you are the same way. There's no reason to show what we have on besides shirts or a coat and a tie. That being said, this is DI Awareness Month, the month of May, and with DI Awareness Month upon us, actually halfway through a little more, one of the things that I looked at and I want to reflect on quickly is in uh, Sunday night, I always watch 60 Minutes. I watch CBS Sunday Morning and 60 Minutes, and this is not a prepared speech this morning, but I watch 60 Minutes, and what I've been saying since early March is what 60 Minutes actually did a whole 20 minute presentation on. And think back to where you were uh, on New Year's Eve of 2019 and where you were on New Year's Day of 2020. I can tell you all that I was actually in Cabo San Lucas with three other families and my children having a wonderful time. Had you told me that somewhere between the 15th and the 20th of March, that I was going to be told that my ski season was over, that I really couldn't leave my house, that um, there was a run on toilet paper, and that my life potentially had changed forever, and that if I went outside, I needed a mask no matter what, and that everything was closed, I would tell you that you were absolutely crazy, and I probably would have bet anybody here, 
or anybody listening this morning, um, just about any amount, a fairly large wager that what you were telling me was crazy and it wasn't going to happen. That being said, I think now, now more than ever, and when the time is appropriate, we are starting to change a little bit culturally, I mean, going back to the culture in which it, um, we had, but like I said, and we hear it every day, there's, there, there's a new normal and we're not sure what that is. But with the loss of jobs, I mean, there's total empathy for anybody that has lost a job and it's heartfelt when you have to take care of your family and make sure that you go forward with what we're currently experiencing. That being said, is I've always said for probably 30 years and many others that sell disability insurance and have been in this industry only. That's all I've done since I left the military in 1987 and was introduced to Chris Carlson was, was spend my time in disability insurance. A, and I, I've said my whole career, if you have the crystal ball, would you please share it with me? Because I would have really liked to have known on January 1st of 2020 that the situation that I'm in today um, was going to happen. I may have been better prepared. If nothing else, I may have been better prepared just for toilet paper. So that being said, let's let's start with just a couple of sales ideas today. I'll be about 30 minutes of your time and want to focus primarily on sales ideas and how easy income protection and selling disability insurance can be as long as we use the, the vernacular and the words that, uh, uh, that our clients can understand. I call it people speak. But being DI Awareness Month, the first thing that I want to let everybody know is charity starts at home. And what I mean by that is check your own income protection package. Check your own disability insurance policy. Make sure that you have your disability insurance policy up to date. Make sure that it's current, which means make sure your benefit amounts uh, coexist or parallel what your earnings are so that you're, you're ready to go at a time when, again, if you have the crystal ball, please share it with me. I'd love to see it. So make sure that you have your, your disability insurance policy current and up to date. Everybody should have a checkup annually, and this is a very good time. Like I said, when it's appropriate just for your clients, you will have to make those decisions to talk about income protection. One of the things I'd like to tell you this morning is the simplest sales idea that you can ever have is as simple as this, is asking your client the same thing that I just asked you. Is your risk protection package up to date? You can do that vis-a-vis text. You can do that through email, or you can do that through a phone call. Is your risk protection package up to date? And it's, and it's a very easy question to ask anybody that's a current client. Granted, I understand that if your clients are 71 years old, you may not want to ask that question, and that makes sense. But I've always said, people say, what's the appropriate number. I'm going to be 60 years old in a week and I have children nine and almost 12 um, first family. So what that means to me is that, you know what, the right time, depending on your life circumstance and your family um, is the time to talk about income protection. Don't assume that an age makes a huge difference because somebody 57 years old that maybe has a first family or got remarried and has a younger family and maybe never bought this, they're still life left in, in, in the world of buying income protection to make sure that your family's taken care of. If you've got eight or nine years or 10 years to retirement, or like me, 
Uh, I'll probably do this until I put a toe tag on and don't work at all anymore. And I'll probably work in forever as far as I know. And I really enjoy working. So make sure that it's up to date. And the same thing you want to say to your clients is my risk protection package is your risk protection package up to date. And it's as simple as saying, I owe you a conversation and when it's appropriate, again, you can do it through email. You can do it through text or a phone call is I was on a, the 2020 income protection summit this year. I learned something. There's never anything wrong with telling somebody that you learned something. Like I learned something new, like education. Anytime somebody tells me I have an investment for you, Mike, and I learned something here, I'm interested. I want to hear what my, my financial planner has to say. I want to hear what my insurance broker has to say. If it pertains to me specifically, I'm very interested. So it's okay to say, I owe you a conversation. One of the easiest ways to do that, as I'm going to explain to you right now, is I tell people, sell disability insurance, and then you, you, do it your way, but what I like to say is I like to sell it in units. And let's say that you have a client out there that is eligible for $8,000 of monthly benefit. I am just going to make up a number. And this today you can actually practice and try on yourself, meaning it is a $1,000 unit. So one unit equals $1,000 of monthly benefit. And when you're talking to your client about your risk protection package being up to date, you can learn quickly that how much they make, how much they, they're eligible for, but it doesn't necessarily mean how much your client will buy. One of the things that I also like to talk about, and I think it's imperative, is before the client um, can understand what disability insurance is, they need to know when it starts, how long it lasts, what it costs, and what they get. The mechanics of the contract, everybody that you registered through today out there is, is a disability expert. So wherever you receive this link from, that is a disability expert that can help you with contractual definitions and all of the things that do matter. But at the end of the day, what's really important for the client is when it starts, how long it lasts, what it costs, and what they get. And that being said, I've always, I, I explained that the bobblehead needs to shake their head yes and understand what's at risk. So first it's, you have a one unit of a, of a thousand. You're eligible for up to eight units. And it's a very simple sales idea that I'm about to share with you. It takes, it'll take me a little bit longer because I will explain it, uh, but it's relatively simple and it's one of the only props that I ever use. So you've got units. So get a $1,000 quote. You can get the $8,000 monthly benefit, of course. But a $1,000 quote is one unit, obviously. Not to patronize, but it's one unit. That being said, it's really easy. If it's $2,500 per thousand for monthly benefit, then we know four units is $100 a month. And so on and so forth, up to eight units is $200 a month. What it does is it allows you to talk to your client in such a way that you can show how important income protection is, how important this product is. I tell people it's probably one of the most important, if not the most important product that you can possibly buy in the insurance industry or financial services industry, period. And, and I always say, you know what, we want to give the client the opportunity to say yes. And how do we do that? Well, one of the things I like to ask people, when you're dealing with a client, it's relatively simple. And what you want to do is begin, you know when it starts, how long it lasts, 
what they get and what it costs. You will get to that when you get to the quote. But you can sell this in units. And one of the pieces that I use, and I'm not going to use a PowerPoint today, I'm going to illustrate to you the way I have a three to five minute conversation. It goes something like this. Do you do things in the order every day in which you would like them to happen? In other words, does everybody like to have some order in their life? And typically the answer is, of course. And I use examples. When you wake up in the morning, do you make your bed or do you undo it? When you go to bed at night, do you pull the covers back or do you make your bed? Very simple. And there's millions of these. You can use anything you want. You know, whether it's, you know, coffee, you know, you, you, put grounds in the coffee pot before you make coffee. There's an order in which we do everything at some level. Now, granted, some people will tell you that, you know what, I wish my life was more orderly, but it's not. But our goal is always to try to have an order to what we do. And I ask my clients a simple, simple question. And I use, if I'm going to use a prop, and I call it a prop, a sales piece, or something to show that client, exactly what I'm talking about, it looks something like this. And I will just bring it up and show it to you. Yes, it's a financial planning triangle. As simple as that, it's the financial planning triangle for all to see. You can get this, again, from wherever you registered, uh, your general agent, your disability sales expert has a copy of this, and I will explain to you what is the easiest way to talk to your client. You show this, this triangle, and I'll use my glasses here, but obviously at the bottom it says disability insurance. It does your auto life, your basic insurances, your retirement as we go up the triangle. And then obviously, you know what, at the end, we have investments and passing on assets and living our life as we go up the financial planning triangle. It's pretty much standard across the industry, regardless of where you find this triangle. It rather looks the same. I always ask people, so you do things in the order in which they happen. If you took this triangle and you did this, turned it upside down, it's very easy to slide that piece of paper across to your client or beside your client and have it turned upside down and ask that client a simple question. If this pyramid was standing on its tip, in other words, at the very top, and it was inverted, and it was one of the triangles or a pyramid in Egypt, would it stand? And the answer is no. This takes you back to do you like to do things in the order in which they happen? And of course the answer is yes, I do. And I said so simply, what we want to do, and I'm going to show you this, and it's really simple, is let's do things in the order in which it happens. Let's explore this triangle. And the first thing we have to do, again, I'm going to reiterate and say this again, is to make sure that your risk protection package is up to date. Is it okay that we explore your risk protection package together to make sure that it's current and up to date? Using the term risk protection package takes care of home, auto, life, medical, and disability insurance. There may be another one, but I think those are pretty much the risk protection package that we like to discuss. Is it up to date and current? The client doesn't really know for sure what you're talking about, but the answer should be sure. We can explore that and let's look at it. Take this triangle, and I draw something as simple as an arrow, and say we will start here, and we will work our way up. The risk protection package is the bottom piece. Again, is it okay if we explore that together? Typically, the answer is yes. And then I ask a simple question. I said, if we're going to do things in the order, let me ask you this. When was the last time somebody died and then got sick? 
And I know there may be one or two smiles out there in the crowd this morning, and I hope there's at least a couple. But I asked the question a couple of times. When was the last time somebody died and then got sick? If you're a biblical person, there is a biblical answer. We do not need to entertain that today. But my point is, if you say something as simple as that, it makes it extremely easy for the client to understand exactly where you're going. And I say things two and three and four times because I have children nine and 12, that they don't always hear what you're saying. So I say again, when was the last time, and I smile, when was the last time somebody died and then got sick? And the answer will always be, well, I don't really know, that just doesn't happen. So don't you think we should do things in the order in which they happen? You've now assumed that the client goes, yes, I think that's not a bad idea. Let's go in the order in which they happen. Now, that being said, what is the client going to do? In their brain, I would say your client or prospect will probably start thinking about cost. That's where the units come in. Selling one unit to eight units, and remember, each unit is worth what? $1,000. Selling one unit to eight units allows the client to own their checkbook. In other words, you put the power of the pen back into your client's hand. And what I mean by that is we always should tell our clients how to spend their money, not where to spend their money. And that's one of the places that I really strongly believe needs to happen, is I don't want somebody to tell me what to do, I want to someone to explain to me what all my options are, and then where I should spend my money. If I'm not presented with income protection, and my family is the dearest and nearest to my heart, which it is, and the most important thing for me in the world, then that's not fair to me that I didn't have the opportunity to say yes because income protection was not presented to me. Back to the units. You put the power of the pen, as I said, back in the client's hand and say, you have the opportunity, and I'll just use Steve as an example. Steve, that's my prospect. You have the opportunity to decide how much money you want to spend and how you do that is ask your client. You can buy between one and eight units of income protection. They are in $1,000 increments. How many increments would you like to have how many increments would you like to have to make sure that your family is protected in the event you get hurt or sick and can't go to work? And then the hardest thing that all of us have to do in life is what? We have to wait for the answer. And typically what I've seen in my experience, and you may have seen this, if you do something like this or not, is it will seem like an eternity, but it's really only a few seconds. And typically my answer that I get from, this is Steve, my invisible prospect here, will be something like, Mike, I think I'd like to do four, no, six. I think 6,000 a month. What they're doing without us having to do it for them is a family budget in their head really quick. They've done their mortgage, they've done their two car payments, they've done, as I learned a long time ago, um, from a carrier mug, mortgage utilities and groceries. The the essentials, they've already done that in their brain and go, I need six. And typically what I will see is somebody buys between two thirds and 100% of what they're eligible for, more often than not between 75% and 100% of what they're eligible for. That's all we have to do is get the, and our prospect is the bobblehead, is get the bobblehead to shake their head yes, as I am currently doing, to understand what's at risk. I had a friend of mine the other day, very big disability salesperson, very big, actually he does a phenomenal job. He lives in the Northeast 
And he said, Mike, I, I, I remember years ago when you told me, this is how important income protection is, is we're responsible for our families and we're responsible for ourselves. So if you're single or married with children or married with no children, it doesn't change. In my world, I use the example, being married with children is I'm fully responsible. Again, the financial planning triangle helps us. I'm responsible for my children and how they live their lives. It is not their responsibility to make sure that they're taken care of. It is mine until they're adults. And I guess being a parent from all of you that know, that never ends for as long as we are here. That being said, it's now currently more of a Zoom conversation, but in my world a few years ago, it was, there ain't gonna be no bake sale for the Cogdale girls. It's not gonna happen. They're my responsibility and I will take care of them. And what I mean by ain't gonna be no bake sale for the Cogdale girls is simply this. When somebody typically gets hurt or sick, um, a family member, typically one of the parents, and you have children that are in school and their children go to school with yours, whether it's a private school or something, if somebody really does have, unfortunately, an accident or an illness, everybody rallies initially. And what we do is back in the day, um, I don't know, somebody told me in Philadelphia once it was more like a burger and a beer. But my point is, is it ain't going to be no bake sale for the Cogdale girls, meaning for my girls to continue their education and stay in private school, you do not need to do a fundraiser for me. You do not need to do a Zoom call. You do not need to do anything because I have properly planned for my income protection needs, just like my needs in, in case I meet my demise. I was going to say early demise, but I don't know what that means. Meet my demise and I'm no longer here. Uh, it's my responsibility to make sure that I've taken care, that I've taken care of my spouse and my children to the best of my ability. That's what income protection is all about. When the time is appropriate, after we start to settle back into what we'll, we'll call the new normal, it's appropriate to go back to those clients and I will reunite and say, you know what, I owe you a conversation and it's about your risk protection package and I want to make sure that it's current and up to date. Are you okay if we explore that together? That is all you really have to do is to make sure that we explore that together. Are you willing to do it? And you can give them a time. The time can be, it'll, this'll take maybe 10 or 15 minutes. Then we get the quote, the $8,000 monthly benefit. Then we get the $1,000 monthly benefit quote to show the units and we have our conversation. And don't forget to put the power of the pen back into your client's hand. That's one. So really we've got right now, I owe you a conversation, risk protection package, and of course the triangle, which is really truly the only, I call it sales idea prop, um, illustrated measure as to why this is important, is one of the only pieces, we've seen thousands of pieces, this resonates with anybody. It's effective, it's smart, and it leaves something with the client to think about because it sits there and requires action to be taken at some point. You leave a triangle, and I use the Sharpie by the way, with an arrow going to the top saying this is what we need to do, and you leave it with your client, even when somebody says, I'm not naive, says I may wanna think about this a little bit, Mike, is that okay? It is, but it sits there until somebody takes action. And the only action that somebody will probably take is they'll take it, throw it away, put it in the garbage right by their desk, or they'll sit there and look at it and think this makes sense. So that 
is one sales idea that I think is, is effective. I've spent 12, 13 minutes explaining it to you. It truly is a three to five minute conversation and somebody can make a very good decision. The next idea is another very old one, but very simple that I would like to share with you this morning. And it's one of my favorites of all time. And it's called half a health insurance plan. And I will spend the next 10 minutes or so explaining. Again, it's a three to a five minute conversation with your client. And what a half a health insurance plan is simply this. Ask your client, you currently have health insurance? And the answer is, of course I have health insurance. This again can be illustrated or you can just verbally explain it. Of course I have health insurance. And if you don't mind me asking, what is your health insurance for? Not to be patronizing, but what is your health insurance for? Well, my health insurance, Mike, is for in the event somebody in my family gets hurt or sick or, or somebody that we're well taken care of. And I go, that's a fair statement. Let's talk between four eyes right now. That would be between you and I. Let's just put you into the health insurance issue for just one moment. Is that fair? Sure. So what you just told me, in the event that you get hurt or sick, you would like to make sure, you would like to make sure that you're well taken care of in the event you get hurt or sick. Is that a fair statement? Yes, it is. Well, that's easy. We're done with that. Now we go to the very simple conversation of how insurance works. And I tell people insurance is very simple. It takes a village. And what it takes is a village of a lot. When we talk about taking care of children, we heard that during an election a few years back. It takes a village. The same thing with insurance. It takes a village. Insurance premiums, we all pay. We pay them for a reason. Oftentimes, we forget why we're paying those premiums. In the event that I get hurt or sick, I want to be well taken care of. That's a given. So let's talk about, in my world, it's around $2,000 a month for my family of four, including myself, for medical insurance. Now that's vision, dental, and of course medical insurance, that's, that's pretty good. So it's $24,000 a year for my medical insurance. That being said, I have to need, I need, excuse me, I need to understand where those premium dollars go. I pay $2,000 a month and most people say they go to the insurance company and it's the end of that. But ask the question. So in the event you get hurt or sick and let's break a leg ski. So we break our leg skiing and it's a pretty bad break for those of you that like to ski. It can happen. It's happened to me. Um, and I was laid up for almost four months. Not interested in my health. Um, and you don't need to be today, but that's what happened. So I go to the doctor. First, I actually, I get taken down the hill um, at Winter Park, Colorado. Then I get taken into the medical facility. Then I get a quick little x-ray, the best they have up there, to make sure that um, there is a problem, which there actually was a problem and there was a break. And I come back and I go see a surgeon first thing on Monday morning. He says, I'll see you tomorrow to do surgery um, on Tuesday morning at the 17th Avenue. I think it was surgical center. My point is... What I'm doing in the event that I'm hurt or sick is I've already had six or seven or eight people take care of me before I'm even like admitted to the hospital, actually the surgery center, and then I'm going to have another 10 or 15 take care of me. I explained to the client, your client, that money, those insurance premiums pay the doctor's salary, 
They paid the ambulance driver's salary. They pay the nurse salary. They pay the people that are going to make me juice and jello salary. They pay all of those salaries. That's where insurance premiums go, so they are of value. They take care and make sure that in the event you get hurt or sick, and this is imperative that you say it this way, they make sure in the event that you get hurt or sick that other people get paid to take care of you. You've got an awful lot of people on that list. Let me ask you a question. Would you like to make sure that you get paid in the event you get hurt or sick? Everybody is getting paid. You spend $2,000 a month, excuse me, to make sure that everybody gets paid in the event you get hurt or sick. I think it's only fair that you make sure that you get paid in the event you get hurt or sick and you're not going to work for a while. Do you agree with that? Or is it just something that you don't really want to consider? The answer is easy. Say this a couple of times. You spend $2,000 a month, $24,000 a year to make sure in the event you get hurt or sick that you're well taken care of and every single person gets a salary to make sure that that happens. I think we should put you on the list. What do you think? There's only one of two answers, yes or no. The easy answer then is what I contend is I'm actually a financial planner, if I want to use that term today. I'm a financial planner. I'm not a policy salesperson. Tell people exactly what you do. What you currently have is a health insurance policy. I would like to make sure you have a health insurance plan. And planning requires more than one moving part. You have the piece right now, the one policy, that in the event you get hurt or sick, everybody gets paid to take care of you. What I'm going to do is create a health insurance plan, not a policy, and I'm going to get you income protection to put you on that list. So in the event you're hurt or sick, not only will everybody be paid to take care of you, but you will also be paid because you're not sure when you're going back to work. You will also be paid to make sure that you and your family are well taken care of in the event you get hurt or sick. You spend $24,000 a year, $24,000 a year to make sure that you're well taken care of in the event you get hurt or sick. How much, this is back to units, how much would you be willing to spend to make sure that you're on that list. Typically, because you've said the $2,000 a month over and over and $24,000 a year, you'll get a number much higher than you anticipate what a normal income protection or normal disability insurance policy costs. You will get a larger, a large number. Of course, it's not $2,000 a month, but I've heard people say as much as $500, $600, $700. And depending on who you are, that's going to go a very long way in the world of disability insurance because the average premium in America or for the carriers that I work with is somewhere between $2,600 and $3,000 per year. So you just ask them, would you like to put yourself on the list? And then I ask another question similar to when was the last time somebody died and then got sick? And that question is relatively simple. You know the next time that you go to your physician for anything, and I say this again, I repeat myself often, you know the next time you go to your physician for anything, let's just say it's a physical, could be the last time that you're insurable for the rest of your entire life, I really don't think we want to take that chance. And it's a very, very strong statement I get, and if you're not comfortable saying something to that effect, figure out what is comfortable for you and how you would say it, because it's very simple, your next visit, to your physician could be the last time you're insurable for the rest of your life. I really don't think we want to take that chance. You've only got one or two answers. And I spent some time here this morning as we begin to wind down, trying to make it simple for you that's 
couple of very easy sales ideas and make it simple for you to explain to your client why this is so important to own. I mean, it runs everything. Um, you know, COVID is, is what it is. COVID-19, and we see the news, and it's not uplifting every single day. As a matter of fact, it's starting to drain on a, almost all of us at some level. I always tell people until we've had coronavirus, you know what? Imagine losing your phone. And we've all lost our phone, even in our own home, for a couple of minutes or five minutes. And, you know, it's like I asked my daughter, hey, do the find my phone. And, of course, she does, and it rings, and it makes a sonar sound, and we find my phone, and we're good. But I have angst. I have serious angst in my stomach because my phone is gone. That's how important a phone or a personal computer, which is what my kids call these, PCs. They don't call them phones like I do. They call them PC, pocket computer, um, because it does everything. The angst that you feel when your phone is not anywhere to be found for you. It's, it, it, it's an unnerving feeling. If somebody told me that this was how we were going to live for the rest of our life, the angst that I feel some days with COVID, it's like, when are we going to get back to normal? And we hear it every day. When, 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 and we see how people social distancing are changing everything. And I'm not here politically to say one thing one way or the other. What I'm saying is it creates angst. Now imagine your client, this is why it's fair to say, I owe you a conversation. Now it's fair to ask your client, imagine losing your phone or imagine, imagining we do not see an end to the coronavirus or COVID-19. How does that make you feel? And everybody will give you the same answer. I don't like losing my phone and I sure as heck don't want this to go on. So now imagine not being able to earn a paycheck from now until we don't know when, maybe forever because you got hurt or sick and you're unable to continue in the profession in which you've chosen to take care of your family. How would that make you feel? And again, it's a really easy question. You just have to wait for the answer. How would it make you feel in the event you got hurt or sick? And that train that drives everything for your family, that train is that money, that money train. It's a bag of money every month. I've always told people there's two types of businesses. There's your family business that has a P&L, and that's paying for mortgages. That's paying for cars. It's paying tuition. It's paying for groceries, electric. It goes on and on. It's a P&L every month. The other P&L you have is what you've chosen your profession to be and what you do. The difference between those two businesses is one creates a source of money and creates money every month for you. What does the other one do? I always put my hand up. The other one just sucks the money out. So the one business that you spend all of your life doing creates the money and the other one just continues to suck it out every month. It doesn't generate any, it just takes, takes, takes. Imagine if you will, not having the opportunity, not having the opportunity to take care of your family and you want to ensure that no matter who you are, yourself, your spouse, your spouse and your children, that there ain't gonna be no bake sale for any of your clients for you and your own family. And with that, I say thank you, Godspeed, and we'll get through this whole thing together. Enjoy.